you know, Heather, I like the theme music. I, I, it does, it does, it's a little bit like uh, an opening theme music for uh, kind of a morning talk show on television, but it, I, you know, it is upbeat. It's, well, little did you know, the title of that song, Thank You Dwight Stone, is upbeat. Upbeat, upbeat. Well, that's a good theme for today. Uh, you know, um, everybody out there, I am, as usual, on Saturday, we're having our coffee clutch uh, with Heather Lofthouse, the executive director of Inequality Media, Civic Action, and my former student. Um, Heather, I'm feeling a little bit upbeat. Uh, well, certainly in terms of American politics right now. Oh, I should tell you, I am on a vacation. <laughs> this, is, this is a working vacation. Uh, it should not be. I'm a workaholic. Uh, I'm going to take time off next week, I promise. Yes, and so forgive us talking over each other. We are doing remote clutch that we each have coffee. Um, and yes, so you were saying you might take next week off, which is wonderful news, except for us listeners who have all the questions, but for your sanity, I think it's terrific. So tell us about the week, Bob. What did you mean somewhat upbeat? Uh, well, I, I think if you look at what's happening uh, in the country politically uh, and with an eye toward the midterms, the Democrats really do have wind uh, at their backs right now uh, because you've got not only some significant legislation, uh, particularly the Inflation Reduction Act and everything that is in that, we can talk about it if you want, uh, but also inflation itself is, it looks like it's down. I mean, gas prices are down, inflation uh, by some measures is, uh, is certainly slowing. Um, uh, and I think that uh, the country is poised to be in very good shape, or let's put it this way, relatively good shape uh, by the time Labor Day comes around. Meanwhile, the, the Republicans are in complete disarray. Uh, they have been in disarray, uh, but Trump is trolling the Republican Party. Uh, so I think things are set up pretty, pretty well. Now, again, uh, Heather, don't misread me. I mean, uh, Joe Biden's polls are, are very low. They're still in the cellar. But many candidates, particularly Senate candidates that we have our eyes on in swing states are doing much better than Joe Biden. So that's why I'm upbeat. That is good. And I'm speaking of elections, obviously, this past Tuesday, Wyoming, uh, Cheney, give us your thoughts on, I mean, you just mentioned the GOP. Where, I mean, it's bad. What is happening? Well, it's turning very, very quickly into an anti-democracy party. Uh, and I say that with a great deal of sadness because we need in this country two governing parties. I remember the Republican Party. I, I got my first job in government in the Ford administration, Heather. You probably don't remember the Ford administration, uh, but uh, there, <laughs> there was a Republican administration. I joined it. Uh, my father, when I was growing up, he was a Republican. My grandfather was a Republican. I, you know, one of my best friends in the world um, is Alan Simpson, former senior senator from Wyoming, Republican. Uh, so it, 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 but it pains me to see this Republican Party become a, a kind of an authoritarian cult built around Donald Trump. It not only pains me, it, it really does worry me a great deal. Uh, but uh, it just means that all of us have to fight even harder. The, the, the issue and the choice in front of us 
not only in the midterms, but I suspect also in the 20, 2024 presidential election, uh, is not a choice between right and left or between liberals and, and conservatives. It now really is coming to be a choice between democracy and authoritarianism or fascism. Well, so actually, will you speak to that? What, what, are, what is the difference between authoritarian and fascism. Uh, well, we use these terms now uh, quite carelessly. I mean, you have at the uh, at the one side you have a kind of uh, model of totalitarian uh, dictatorship in which the state, uh, through the head of that state, through that dictator, uh, runs literally everything, uh, and then closely uh, next to it is what Viktor Orban is doing in. Mm -hmm. In Hungary, which is kind of an anti-democracy uh, dictatorship, it's it's not quite a totalitarianism, uh, and then you have fascism, uh, which is the really the most I think frightening of all of this, where uh, the uh, the dictator uh, uses racism or uses nationalism as a vehicle for whipping up a great deal of public sentiment against the quote unquote other. Um, and uh, you see that certainly in today's Republican Party. Mm. Okay. We went from upbeat to not upbeat really quickly, but well, this is the reality true. we're in. That's, that is the reality we're in. I, I, I'm upbeat again because I think the, the forces, the, the pro-democracy forces in this country um, are gaining ground and are beginning to rally. Uh, as as more and more people come to understand what the stakes are, and that's that is the underlying issue here, Heather. It's it's how many people in the United States understand the fight we are really in today, uh, and are not being hoodwinked, uh, right. are not being uh, kind of forced into this awful, gullible, negative, racist hatefulness, uh, uh, and this big lie that the 2020 election was stolen. Right. So you've talked a little bit, I mean, Trumpers, the people following him, what's in their heads? They're a little, they're mixed up these days, aren't they? I mean, is there one common through line? It, it's a good question. And, and everybody listening probably knows at least one person who is a Trumper. Uh, and I don't think there is one uh, simple answer for that. Um, but I, I've noticed that increasingly I hear people who call themselves supporters of Donald Trump, election deniers, uh, what they are saying is that they uh, are not any longer in favor of democracy. They're calling the United States a republic instead of a democracy, or that we should be uh, understood as a republic rather than a democracy. Uh, some of them, are, are, I think, are confused and are confused between the party labels. That is, they're saying we're not a republic, uh, we're not a democracy because they don't like the Democratic Party, we're a republic because they like the Republican Party. I think some of them do understand that there is a philosophic difference between a republic and a democracy in the sense that a republic is indirect democracy. That is, we elect people who uh, in turn elect people who uh, are supposed to represent us. Um, uh, there are uh, guarantees against majority rule in a republic of a sort that you don't get in a pure democracy. And that would be giving um, the kind of people who are emerging as anti-democracy people uh, a lot of credit. Um, I still think that they're very dangerous. Of course. No, of course. Um, I guess one thing I saw 
this week. And I don't know if you saw this statistic or anyone else who's listening did. But the way young people are consuming information, I mean, you obviously know this. This is part of my day job. But it's interesting to think about as we think about, you know, Democrats doing victory laps and, you know, Trumpers out there and what they're thinking and how where people are consuming their information. So there was a new Pew study that said, I couldn't believe this, nearly half of teenagers say they use the Internet almost constantly. Uh, that, does that surprise you? I mean, now you have a preteen at home. I have a granddaughter who is 18. Uh, I just spent a lot of time with her. Uh, she is not wedded to the internet, but she's extremely comfortable with it. Let's put it that way. And she regards it as sort of almost part of herself um, in ways that I, I, I mean, I do a lot on the internet, but I don't think it is a kind of an appendage. Uh, right. Right. Um, one of your limbs. Well, so I would say, so my son, who's nine going on 10, I mean, they'll, we'll be in the car and we'll play the radio and some old song will come on and I'll say, you don't know this. It's an old song. And he's like, mom, of course I know it. It's a meme. So he is on the internet often, but almost constantly. I mean, I can't use that description for anything about me. Almost constantly seems so much. I mean, I'm assuming that's waking hours. But I, and that combined with this other stat, which is that Gen Z, when they're doing search, they don't use Google as a, at all, or as a verb to Google it, to Google, to search it. They look, they use search on Instagram and TikTok. This is Gen Z, almost 40%. Be, and so they're looking, when they're looking for, let's go get lunch in Baltimore, where should we go? They don't go to Google, they go to video platforms. And I just think we cannot, all of these stats, as the midterms are coming. Well, that's fascinating. I mean, I, I, I think that, and I've seen that as a, as a teacher, as a professor, uh, I'm aware that young people, uh, the young people who I teach, uh, they are much more responsive to video images. Uh, and uh, to uh, to generally uh, imagery than they are to uh, verbal images. Um, they, they, you know, they are very acute in terms of their their video um, legibility. Uh, they and and their literacy, uh, but they're not nearly as sharp in terms of their verbal literacy. Uh, I think this is a generational phenomenon, uh, and I agree with you. I think anybody who wants to appeal to or teach. Uh, or get the young people politically involved, they've got to understand this fundamental change. I agree. So we are coming to a close. What I would propose is that, this is going to be shocking, we play another theme song. So I will play it, and then, Bob, I will pass you the mic, figuratively. Oh, I love those theme songs. Who is this by? So this one is going to be by Barry Hillman. Barry, thank you. Thank you in advance. Thank you, Barry. So let me tee it up. Two heads get together. Two heads are even better. Your two heads are better than one. I just love it. Barry, thank you so much. I mean, I think that's just... 
Well, that just puts me in a great mood again. Got, we're ending on an upbeat note just as we began. Heather, you have a great week, a great two weeks, because I'm not going to be talking to you next week. I'm going to be on vacation, and um, the world will go on. Everybody out there, you have a good two weeks as well.